five minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nachum Siegel. Welcome to a Tuesday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program.
everybody come along for the ride Hey, are you really gonna stay inside? Yeah, put your hands in the air Yeah, we're going somewhere
J.M. in the A.M. Good morning. Welcome to a Tuesday on this January the 15th, day 9 in the month of Shvat, the year 5779, Tess. My name is Nachum Siegel. This is J.M. in the A.M. from our New York City studios, heard around the world, and I thank all of you for uh, tuning in. Feel free to comment on the app like Listener Nassanel did early this morning. Comment on the NSN, Nahum Single Network app for Android and iPhone. Let us know where you are, what you want to hear, etc., etc. Mazel Tov from uh, Miami, Tfilas Chupa from Miami, Ari Goldwag's Yerushalayim, Hands in the Air from Shlaimi Gertner, Yehuda Green's Shtetl Nigun, and of course Regesh, Modani opening things up. And we say good morning. 28 degrees outside with 57% humidity, Windsor West. At 4 miles an hour, mostly sunny with a high temperature of 40. Then tonight, clear skies, a low 29. Tomorrow, partly cloudy, a high temperature, 52 degrees. I don't know when the snow is coming, although they're talking about Saturday night, Sunday. We'll see what happens. Yerushalayim right now at 52. We're at 28 in New York City as we say good morning on a Tuesday at JM in the AM. I want to again wish a mazel tov on last night's big wedding. The Perlman and Goldman family, Sarah Perlman, Nahum Goldman, a uh, Brooklyn Lower East Side, and toss in some Staten Island in there as well. Uh, celebration in Brooklyn, New York. And uh, to Edie and David Goldman and to the entire Goldman and Perlman families, we say mazal tov from all of us here at JM in the AM. It was really a beautiful and wonderful celebration that took place last night in uh, in Brooklyn, New York. 29 minutes before 7 o'clock on this Tuesday. We have a Yeshiva League sports update within the hour. Um, what else are we doing? Oh, we have a whole bunch of stuff coming up between now and 9 a.m. And then JM Rewind coming up at 9 o'clock with singer Baruch Levine, who's going to be part of that JM Rewind this morning as well. Remember, you can sponsor part or all of a JM Nam broadcast. Go to fjbunity.org fjbunity.org for all the details and we thank you. More coming up. JM in the AM with Yakov Shweki. There we go. With Yakov Shweki. Israel, Moshe Israel, Israel, 
The sun arrives so early and my eyes are wide awake I'm thinking how in the world is such a crazy place But then a calm serenity takes over from the pain I realize that nothing is in vain Save me 
כשיש עננים שמכסים את הכל ולא רואים שום דבר רק עומדים במקום זה קצת לא נעים איך הכל מסתלק נעלם ונסתר ואז באים חברים לחזק להרים מביאים משפטים של אנשים חכמים אני עדיין בחושך מחכה כאן לבד. יש רק אחד שיודע באמת מה עובר לי בפנים. יש רק אחד ששומע אלוקים, אלוקים. וכך במשך שנים מתרגלים לחיים, ממשיכים כך ללכת. עולים ויורדים, מסתובב לאחור, את כל זה עברתי, כל זה עברתי. ואנחנו גדלים, חברים מתרחקים, משפחה, ילדים, הקשיים הרגילים. מה שנשאר מכל זה, זו רק ההרגשה ש... שומע אלוקים, 
JM in the AM with Ohad. Bishad Tova is the name of that one. Well, just a moment ago, just a moment ago or a few minutes ago, I uh, I reminded everybody that you could sponsor part or all of a JM in the AM broadcast. And I want to take this opportunity to uh, thank somebody who did that uh, within minutes of my announcement. A uh, thank you going out to uh, listener Hana, who um, donated at FGB, fjbunity.org, fjbunity.org. And I thank you. Excuse me. I thank you very, very much. Bishatova, that was, of course, Ohad before that simple liner with the medley number or medley letter D <clears throat> off of Project Relax Israeli edition. Rogers Park had Bissimcha, Rock Echad, done by Yoni Z. Shim Kramer had Forevermore. And, of course, Yaakov Shweki opened up the hour. Or I should say the half hour with Hare At off the album entitled Musica. JM in the AM with a reminder that the Shiva League sports update is on the way. That's right. During the uh, 7 o'clock hour, just about 20 minutes from now, Elliot Weiselberg will be treating us to the latest sports news. As we explore the the world of Yeshiva League sports, Wednesday night, tomorrow night, Yeshiva League break starts, which means there'll be um, really no sports going on until at least the 27th of January, once tomorrow night hits. Wishing everybody a wonderful vacation. Hope everything goes well. During the break, don't forget we are here, right here at JMNAM every single day, including this Monday when Mayor Weingarten and I present the um, Tubishvat special between 6 and 9 a.m. this coming Monday right here at JM in the AM. Also, a uh, hello to listener Adam, who's tuned in live from Jerusalem. Trucker Yitz says that um, it's 13 degrees in Liberty, and he can't believe how warm it is in Beach Lake, Pennsylvania, 17 degrees. It beats Liberty by four degrees. <laughs> Our rabbi in Atlanta says, hi, Nahum, Atlanta saying hi. And I want to thank everybody who's commenting on the app. Much appreciated. It's America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listener-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at NahumSegal.com, on the NahumSegal Network, and, of course, in the beloved NSN app. Galilee, it's in the background. with we'll our news from Israel coming up. Check out our community calendar online, nachomsegel.com slash community calendar. nachomsegel.com slash community calendar. The Bris Avram Yud Shvat Men's Fambrengen for tonight is up there. You'll see that on the community calendar. Chabad of Randolph has their event for this weekend up there for the Jewish Singles event. And a couple of February events are up there. Check it out, everybody, by going to um, nachomsegel.com slash community calendar. And, of course, if you want to get your event on the community calendar, just email it to Avrami, af at nachomsegel.com, af at nachomsegel.com. Galitzal, Israel, there we go, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast for a Tuesday follows next. We say Boker Tov from Jamnan. התפתחות משמעותית בחקירת הרצח הכפול בירושלים שלשום. 
מדווחת כתבתנו בבירה, מיכל צ'ין. חוקרי משטרת מחוז ירושלים הגיעו לפריצת דרך בחקירת הרצח בני הזוג יהודה ותמי כדורי, שנמצאו ללא רוח חיים בדירתם ביום ראשון. בעקבות ההתפתחות הדרמטית מתגבר החשד כי מדובר ברצח כפול על רקע פלילי, אך צו איסור פרסום הוטל על כל פרטי הפרשה. בני הזוג כדורי, בני 71 ו-68 במותם, הובאו אמש למנוחות. בעוד זמן קצר ייפתח מסדר הכבוד בבסיס המטה הכללי בתל אביב לכבוד הרמטכ"ל הנכנס רב אלוף אביב כוכבי. מבסיס הקריה מדווח כתבנו הצבאי צחי דבוש. על הרחבת המסדרים ניצבים מתוחים חיילי צה"ל במשמר הכבוד החגיגי לכבודו של הרמטכ"ל ה-22, רב אלוף אביב כוכבי. בעוד זמן קצר הרמטכ"ל הנכנס יסקור את המסדר ויחלוף בין כל אלופי המטה הכללי שיצדיעו לו. בקהל כל צמרת מדינת ישראל בני משפחה וחברים. אחרי מהדורת החדשות יועבר הטקס בשידור מיוחד בגלי צה"ל. ברקע ההבטחה של בני גנץ לתקן את חוק הלאום, מהדי יוסוף, שאחיו נהרג בקבר יוסף במהלך חומת מגן, מצטרף להאשמות של אנשי הימין וטוען, מי שהפקיר פצועים לא ראוי להיות חבר כנסת. גנץ שלח את אחי למשימה ולא החזיר אותו הביתה. אני רק מסתכל ויש לי סצנה כזאת שאחי מתפתל יותר מכאבים. מי שמפקיר פצועים לא משנה אם גנץ או אחרים. לא ראוי להיות חבר כנסת. על אחת כמה שמדובר בראש ממשלה. עכשיו שמדברים על ברית דמים, מה עם ברית הדמים שהייתה אז? הקרמלין אישר כי נשיא טורקיה ארדואן צפוי לבקר ברוסיה בשבוע הבא ולהיפגש עם הנשיא פוטין. רוסיה וטורקיה הן שחקניות מרכזיות במלחמת האזרחים בסוריה, ושני המנהיגים צפויים לדון בנושא. בשבוע שעבר הודיע ארדואן שצבאו השלים את ההכנות לפעולה צבאית בסוריה בתגובה לנסיגת הכוחות האמריקניים משם. בית המשפט המחוזי בבאר שבע גזר היום עונשי מאסר בני שנתיים עד תשע שנים על המורשעים בפרשת הגניבה של עשרות רובים מבסיס צה"ל בנגב. מדווח כתבנו בדרום רמי שני. גנבת הנשק ממחנה שדה תימן בנגב התאפשרה כשליאור גיטח הועסק בבסיס כקבלן שיפוצים. אחיו אבישי ניצל את הדבר ויצר קשר עם גורמים עברייניים שרכשו ממנו 33 רובים, אותם הוא גנב ממחסן הנשק במחנה. ששת אנשי הכנופיה ששיתפו עמו פעולה נידונו בבית המשפט המחוזי בבאר שבע לתקופות מאסר בפועל במסגרת הסדר טיעון בני תשע שנים ועד עשרים וארבעה חודשים. גבר בשנות ה-40 לחייו נפצע באורח בינוני מהתהפכות רכב בגליל. צוותי מגן דוד אדום פינו את הפצוע לבית החולים רמב״ם כשהוא סובל מחבלת ראש וגפיים. מזג האוויר עלייה קלה בטמפרטורות, ייתכן אובך, במהלך הלילה צפוי גשם בצפון הארץ שיתפשט מחר גם לדרומה. אלה החדשות שעורכת גוני כהן.
Words won't make you smart A little bit of sun won't dry you out Two raindrops won't end this drought But a little bit of friendship goes a long way If you got a friend, you'll be okay A little bit of friendship goes a long way It'll bring you some muscle, you'll be okay So give me a whistle, a whistle and muscle Give me a whistle, a whistle and click Give me a whistle, a whistle and muscle Give me a whistle, a whistle and click You're down and feeling small Got a phone but no one to call When your hope has sailed away And you've got nothing to say A little bit of friendship goes a long way If you got a friend you'll be okay A little bit of friendship goes a long way It'll bring you some muscle, you'll be okay So give me a whistle, a whistle and muzzle Give me a whistle, a whistle and click Give me a whistle, a whistle and muzzle Give me a whistle, a whistle and click Give me a whistle, 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 a wh
out your hand to a friend don't hesitate hot chocolate be salad is all that it takes brighten someone's day that will do the trick bring in some mazo you'll bring in some bling be salad mazo I'll be salad bling I'll give you some mazo I'll give you some bling about that time mazo come in soon A little bit of friendship goes a long way If you got a friend, you'll be okay A little bit of friendship goes a long way I'll Bring you some muzzle, you'll be okay So give me a whistle, a whistle and muzzle Give me a whistle, a whistle and click Give me a whistle, a whistle and muzzle Give me a whistle, a whistle and click Give me a whistle, a whistle and whistle A whistle and muzzle, a whistle and click Give me a whistle, a whistle and muzzle Give me a whistle, a whistle and click J.M. in the A.M. Stronger, Closer is the name of the album. That's eighth day here at J.M. in the A.M. It's a good song. That is a good song. Uh, Baladala Joser, Aaron Razel, Eitan Freilo with Eretz Israel, Modim done by David Perlman to open up the hour. It's J.M. in the A.M. Tuesday with 28 degrees, mostly sunny and a high of 40. I want to thank those who are checking in on the app, including Phil Chernovsky. Hello, Phil, of Torah Tidbits OU. I would say of Torah Tidbits OU fame. Uh, OU Israel, more accurately. Uh, Phil sends warm regards from Yushalayim. Since downloading the NSN app onto his iPhone, he's been listening on his office's Bluetooth speaker and enjoying it very much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Spread the word, as we like to say. Lovely weather in Jerusalem today. Rain and maybe snow expected tomorrow. Yeah, I knew I heard about snow in Yerushalayim. I guess they meant midweek, so they could expect that at, uh, possibly tomorrow. On the app, listener Sandy says it's 19 degrees in Muncie. We're at 28 here in Lower Manhattan as we get set for our Yeshiva League sports update. Elliot Weiselberg provides the Yeshiva League sports update every single Tuesday, and I thank him very, very much. Our Yeshiva League Sports Update with Elliot Weiselberg. Here it is at JM in the AM. Thanks, Nachum. Today on the Tuesday morning JM in the AM Sports Update, only a handful of games to recap around all leagues with winter break beginning this week. We'll take you around the Yeshiva Sports World and recap what action did happen over the last seven days. Good morning. I'm Elliot Weiselberg. We'll start off with hockey, where only four games in both age groups occurred. Three took place in varsity, where the West now knows which five teams will advance to the postseason. Coming into the week, the JEC Thunder and Kushner Cobras were tied for the final spot, with JEC holding the tiebreak advantage, but Kushner with more remaining games to take points. The Cobras would have their first opportunity to jump ahead against the defending champion SAR Sting last Wednesday. They would nearly squander the chance, down 1-0 heading into the third period, but a late goal would send the the game to overtime where junior Josh Lando would put home the game winner to give Kushner the 2-1 victory. The win forced the pressure back on JEC, who would now need a win in their final game to force the pressure back on Kushner. However, a 5-1 Thunder loss to Ramaz on Thursday would bring an end to the race, sending Kushner back to the postseason for the first time since 2016. 
In JV hockey, only one result as Kushner blanked MTA 3-0. The win sets the stage for Kushner and TABC to battle it out for the West number 1 seed when they meet on the other side of the break. Now over to varsity basketball, where six games were played this week. Mag and David retook the lead in the East with wins over YDE and Solomon Schechter. The Warriors overcame a slow start to YDE to take a 55-52 victory to set up a battle with DRS at the top of the Eastern Division after winter break. Hafter and North Shore both picked up key wins to keep themselves in the hunt for a playoff berth in the East. The wins over Ramaz and Solomon Schechter, respectively, keep both teams in the eight-team pack fighting for six playoff spots, including four tied at six and five, of which North Shore is now one. Out West, SAR and Heschel both picked up wins to advance to eight and three, and now sit a win behind Frisch at the top of the division. The two teams will face on the 31st, with the winner having a clear advantage in the race for a first-round bye. In JV, Heschel defeated JEC 59-36 to secure the final playoff berth in the West, while over in the East, Mag and David's 44-28 win over YDE solidified the East 6 to become the first boys league to know all of its playoff participants. By virtue of YDE's loss, the Flatbush Falcons have wrapped up the last spot in the East. Meanwhile, the Warriors have now won their last two games since a loss to Hafter broke their undefeated season and can clinch a first-round bye with two wins or a win and a Hafter loss after the break. In girls varsity basketball, SAR and Ramaz, the West and East Division leaders, both took wins, downing Hillel and Hafter. SAR has wrapped up the West, while Ramaz will now wait to see what happens with Central on the other side of vacation. Two Central wins would tie the Wildcats and the Rams, in which case Central, not Ramaz, would be crowned Queens of the East. In girls' JV basketball, SAR took two wins on the week, clinching the final berth in the West. The Stings sit at 5-4, and four, having taken five of their last six, and will finish off their regular season tonight against Frisch in an attempt to keep their shot at a home playoff game alive. With only one or two other contests scheduled for the next two weeks, the sports update will head on vacation as well. We will return on January 29th as we set the stage for the final 10 days of the hockey and basketball seasons. And that was your Tuesday morning Jame the AM sports update. I'm Elliot Weiselberg. Shall I? 
Jam in the AM, Baruch Levine with Misha Shikane, brand new from his album entitled Pedusha here at JM in the AM. Welcome to a Tuesday, and thanks for joining us from around the world. Uh, feel free to comment in the app. Go to the NSN, Nahum Single Network app for Android and iPhone, and comment away. And we especially welcome our comments from this morning. A lot of great stuff so far, and we thank you very, very much for that. More coming up here at JM in the AM. First, Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, Echanish Masarav Zevnei and Zecher Nishmas Esther Basar Yosef Alevi. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. At Matan Torah, the giving of the Torah, Hashem made a gather, a fence around the mountain. Hashem said, be careful not to go onto the mountain, not even to touch it. We have Psukim and Shmos that tell us that not only is a person not allowed to touch it, but if they do, most you must, they will surely die. Why is there such a stringency, a chumrah, a double azhar, a double warning? The answer is that Hashem wants to enroot in us that a tanai, a stipulation to receiving the Torah, is a concept of a gather, a fence, a siyog that is not to be broken. The great Rosh Yeshiva, the altar of Kelm, surrounded his famous yeshiva with a fence of stones. There was a gate, and the key to the gate was on the inside of the gate on a hook. The way to open it was to reach inside, get the key, and then open the gate. They would then return the key to the hook and close the gate again. Everyone who entered or left was supposed to close the door lock it, and leave the key on the hook. And that's what everyone did. At the end of the day, there was also a person that was in charge of the key. He would take the key, lock the door, take the key home with him, and return at the beginning of the next day to open the door for everyone and return the key to its place. Whoever came early 
and even if it was the altar, would patiently wait until the person in charge of the key would arrive. Once, there was a delay. The Talmidim all gathered in front of the locked gate and were waiting for the person to come with the key. Suddenly, one of the Talmidim called out, Bittel Torah, we're wasting precious moments of Torah. He jumped over the fence and went into the base of Medrash. At that moment, the altar fainted. When he was revived and realized what happened, he fainted a second time. The altar was very shaken up. The students asked him what was wrong. Don't you see, he said. He was over a gather. He breached the fence. Who knows what other breaches this person will be responsible for. Not too many days passed, and it was revealed that this student had done some very wrong things. It showed that his essence was corrupt. When the altar passed a few students who were in animated discussion, he asked them what they were talking about. They said they were talking about the Ruach HaKodesh of the Rav, how the Rav is a prophet, because the Rav knew what was going to happen before anybody else. The altar of Kelm said, No, it's not prophecy. It's not Ruach HaKodesh. When we were all patiently waiting for the door to open, and he jumped, and he broke together our rule. That's not what we call a masmid. That is called breaking the bounds. And I knew that there must be other boundaries that he was also breaking. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you morning chizik. Have a nice day.
שמעתי שעושים פה מסיבה בלעדיי אף אחד לא עושה את זה יותר טוב ממני נשים את הצרות מאחוריי אני לא הולך עד שכולכם מג'נונים שמעתי שהתחלתם בלעדיי אף אחד לא עושה את זה יותר טוב ממני הראש כבר מסתובב כולם בהיי לא נעצור עד שכולכם מג'נונים J.M. and the A.M. on a Tuesday morning. Hello, hello. Hey, I want to wish Ampanina a happy birthday. January the 15th means it's her birthday today. Happy birthday from all of us here at the J.M. and the A.M. Ninth day of Shvat. Good morning, all. Mazel tov to Sarah Perlman and Achim Goldman. The wedding was last night, and it was amazing. 
Really an amazing and incredible celebration. We say Mazal Tov to the uh, Perlman family and, of course, to the wonderful uh, Edie and Reb David uh, Goldman and their family from all of us here at the JM and the AM. It was really a fun, beautiful wedding in Brooklyn, New York, and we say Mazal Tov from all of us here at JM and the AM. Also last night was the Steinberg and Dax wedding. Like I've been saying, always wonderful to know both sides of the family. And in this case, I wish a mazel tov to uh, Mr. and Mrs. Yoli Steinberg, to Libby and Shlomi Dax. Naomi and David were married last night. We say mazel tov from all of us here at JM in the AM. I got a couple of uh, invitations this week to events that are meaningful to us. Uh, Manhattan Day School that has been such an incredible institution for us. Such an amazing educational institution for our family for, wow, I guess you'd have to say, let's say, can I figure this out? Um, At least 22, 23 years, right? Maybe a drop less, maybe 21 years. MDS has announced their 76th annual dinner celebrating the art of giving with guests of honor, Barry and Daniel Erber, the uh, Charles and Els Bentheim Distinguished Service Award to Daniel Solomons and Distinguished Faculty Award to Julian Dweck. It's all happening March 3rd at the school. Registration information, etc. mdsweb.org slash dinner 2019. mdsweb.org slash dinner 2019. And that is a uh, a wonderful event that's going to be happening again on the 3rd of March. Then we also got notice, trying to find all my uh, information here. (laughs) We also got notice that our friends at TABC are going to be having a fabulous dinner on Sunday, February the 10th at Congregation Keter Torah on Romer Avenue in Teaneck, New Jersey. Nomi and Yechiel Rotblatt, Rabbi Joel Grossman, Aaron Safier, they are all being honored at the 36th annual dinner information tabc.org slash annual dinner, tabc.org slash annual dinner. A reminder from our friends at the Bialystoker Synagogue here in Lower Manhattan, the Siegel Torah Institute, named in loving memory of my parents, has new sessions beginning on Monday, January the 28th at the Bialystoker Shul. Classes are given by Dr. David Horowitz. There's a Gemara Shear happening every Monday through Thursday at 9.45 in Mesechus Brachos. Rambam for men and women, Laws of Sanhedrin, 11 a.m. Mondays and Wednesdays. Mishnabura, Laws of Birkas Hamazon for men and women, Tuesdays at 11. And Weekly Parsha with an emphasis on the commentary of the Ramban for men and women, Thursdays at 11 a.m. So two shiurim, every day Gemara 945, every day either Rambam, Mishnabura, or Weekly Parsha at 11 a.m. For information, bialastucker.org or dial 212-475. 0165. As many of you know, the Bialystoker Shul is pretty close to the subway. There are also four minyanim there every morning. So if someone wants to come daven and then stick around for the shiurim, they could do it that way. But it's really a golden opportunity for people who don't have much to do in the morning to spend their morning all the way until noon, first in davening and then Torah study. All of this starts again on Monday, January the 28th. Email me if you want information. You don't have to even email the shul. Just email me. Nachum and NachumSiegel.com. I'll give you all the info. 
And uh, let's continue to make that program a big success, please. The uh, Young Israel of Teaneck has announced uh, their big 20th anniversary dinner. Janet and Lior Hode will be guests of honor. Ilana and Ellie Katz will have the uh, distinction of receiving the Charlie Gartenberg Memorial Service Award. Um, Danny Dorio, the Gratitude Award. It's all happening at the Fairlawn Jewish Center in Fairlawn for the Young Israel of Teaneck on the, let's see, do I have the date here? On the 10th of March, March the 10th. Information, go to the Young Israel of Teaneck website. And get ready to enjoy. Those of you who are heading on vacation, I know Yeshiva League starts their break tomorrow night, right? Tomorrow night starts Yeshiva League break. Anybody heading on vacation, if you're going to Orlando, remember that Yeshiva of Miami has tickets to SeaWorld, Legoland, and Universal. Yeshiva of Miami has tickets to SeaWorld, Legoland, and Universal. Dial this number to get your tickets, 305-527-3762. Again, that's 305-527-3762 for anybody heading out of town over the next uh, couple of days. Uh, meaning, if you're heading, meaning if you're heading to Orlando over the next couple of days, right? <laughs> Listener Yaakov says he has good news. Mazel tov to his nephew, Yochanan Don, upon putting on, uh, upon putting on his tefillin. And the bar mitzvah celebration is happening Thursday. And this Shabbos is going to be laning with, of course, an aliyah. We wish him a, a mazel tov. We wish Listener Yaakov a mazel tov. And uh, we wish Shane D. Dunn and Rabbi Mrs. Chaim and Naomi a mazel tov as well. The entire Dunn family. And the entire Auerbach family, Mazal Tov from all of us here at JM in the AM. If you have something you'd like to post on our app, no problem. Go to the NSN, Nachum Single Network app for Android and iPhone. Post away. Let us know where you are, what you want to hear, what Mazal Tovs you need announced, etc., etc. We're doing really good on the Mazal Tovs this week. A lot of wonderful news, Baruch Hashem. Keep it coming. Tuesday morning broadcast. You are listening to JM in the AM. And this one, of course, is from Shmuley Unger. Oh, 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 oh. But I'm a lot of shame, 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 I'm a lot
Yeah. 
J.M. in the A.M. with uh, Yehuda Green. Shmak Holeinu, the name of that one. This is America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program heard on listener-sponsored digital radio, around the world, on the web, at NahumSiegel.com, on the NahumSiegel Network, and, of course, on the beloved NSN app. With us live via telephone is Roberta Grossman. Roberta Grossman is um, the director of an acclaimed documentary feature, which is going to be released on January the 18th, just a couple of days from now. It is called Who Will Write Our History, led by historian Emmanuel Ringelblum and known by the code name Einig Shabbos, a clandestine group of journalists, scholars, and community leaders in the Warsaw Ghetto vowed to defeat Nazi lies and propaganda, not with guns or fists, but with pen and paper. Now, for the first time, their story is told in the documentary featuring the voices of three-time Academy Award nominee Joan Allen and Academy Award winner Adrian Brody. Director Roberta Grossman, welcome to JM in the AM. Good morning. Thanks for having me. What a fascinating story. It is a fascinating story. In my mind, it's the most important uh, unknown story of the Holocaust, just to... Not to put too fine a point on it. Was it, uh, in fact, unknown till now? When when did we discover this story? Well, uh, I, the story has been very well known, in fact, among scholars uh, for you know decades. The first cache of the archive was found in 1946, buried in the rubble of the Warsaw Ghetto. The second cache was found in 1950, when Polish construction workers were building new apartments on the site of the former ghetto. And the archive, which is some 60,000 pages of material, um, the, the largest uh, eyewitness account to, uh, account or, accounts to survive the Holocaust, it's been at the Jewish Historical Institute in Warsaw since that time. But the Jew- and they've done a wonderful job of preserving um, the archive and making it accessible to scholars. But because it was primarily in Yiddish and Polish, because they were behind the uh, Iron Curtain, until the fall of the Berlin Wall, it wasn't accessible and it wasn't known to the wider public. The documentation starts what month of what year? Well, Emanuel Ringelblum started his diary um, when the war started on September 1st, 1939, or maybe even a couple days before. Um, But the Warsaw Ghetto was closed in November 1940, and eight days later, after the closing of the ghetto, Ringelblum gathered the the first uh, group that would become the executive committee of the Onik Shabbos and laid it out for them what they were going to do, that they were going to write themselves, commission essays, collect all kinds of ephemera based on, on YIVO, um, uh, and uh, they were going to make a huge collection from which further, future historians, they hope themselves included, would write the history of the war from the Jewish point of view. Um. They go ahead and do this, and does it end? Uh, does the project end at the Warsaw Ghetto Uprising or after that? Well, most of the members of the Onik Shabbos were deported in the Great Deportation um, in 1942, mm. July through September 1942. But there was a handful. There were about 50,000 Jews left in the ghetto. It basically became a labor camp. And there were a handful of members of the Onik Shabbos who were still there documenting what was going on then. Um, including the amazing diarist Abraham Lewin. Um, and Ringelblum had escaped the ghetto, went to the area inside where he was hiding in a much too large bunker. I mean, I, 
much too large, I mean that it could attract notice, with about 31 other people, his wife and his young son. But Ringelblum kept on take, risking his life going back and forth uh, from the Aryan side to the ghetto to, to work with and talk to the people who were still collecting documentation, eyewitness accounts, and to make sure that the third cache of the of the archive was buried. And it was buried uh, shortly before the Warsaw Ghetto Uprising. But that third cache that documents the preparation for the uprising and everything else that was going on in those days um, was never found. It's believed to be under the Chinese embassy in uh, Poland. And he took all those risks because he felt that documenting the war from a Jewish perspective, from his group's perspective, was a matter of life and death. It was a matter of life and death. Do you want your your most profound um, enemy to be the one to write your obituary? Oh, I'm not. No. Uh, I'm not. No, a, no, I mean, I'm saying that's how they felt about it. Right. right? I'm this not. Is, I'm not minimizing. I'm trying to stress that he literally felt it was a matter of life and death. Would risk everything, literally his own life, uh, in order to keep this operation going. Absolutely, and they all risked their lives. I mean, the, the Gestapo did not take kindly to any kind of uh, uh, resistance, especially organized resistance. So every member of the Onik Shabbos was taking incredible risks. Um, but to them, first they thought they were doing it you know, to collect this information for, you know, historians of the future, and they thought they would be, um, many of them would survive to be among that number. Then when they realized what was going on, because they were getting information from outside of Warsaw, some couriers, escapees, um, escapees from Chelmno, escapees from Treblinka, then they realized, uh, oh my God, maybe none of us will survive, but they wanted their their words to survive. Um, They wanted their their civilization, and basically they were bearing a time capsule of the Polish-Jewish civilization. Um, And I think that they really had two primary goals, and one was to tell the story from the Jewish point of view, and the other was to be remembered as individuals. The Onik Shabbos archive put a great premium on the individual story, and not just just like the high-ups, rabbis, or members of the UNRWA, but the everyday person. Um, And that's why Ringelblum encouraged uh, essay writing contests, for kids in the schools in the ghetto, so you get kids' perspectives. There was a rabbi, Hasidic rabbi, who um, uh, was an important member of the Onik Shabbos. It was a very inclusive uh, operation. Um, and then Sam Kassow wrote his magnificent book, Who Will Write Our History, that was published in 2007. He spent 12 years uh, writing and uh, you know researching the story. Um, and that's when the story really came to light. Sam's book... Um, is is a form of uh, it's a historical rescue in its own right. Um, he went to such in such painstaking detail, recreated the world of Ringelblum and the other Polish Jews between the wars, um, the forming and running of the archive, the documents in the archive, the conditions in the ghetto, the destruction of the ghetto, and the very dramatic story of how the archive was uh, was unearthed uh, after the war. And I read his book uh, around 2012 and realized, oh my God, I can't believe that I don't know the story because I've spent my whole life reading and learning about the Holocaust and I've never heard about it. So I'm not saying that, you know, I'm just saying I sort of felt that if I didn't know about it, most people didn't know about it. When I started asking friends and family and people on the street, um, most people didn't know about it. And that seemed to me an outrage. Yeah, frankly, I was shocked. I never heard about it. And the, um, and the, for the few minutes you could see online, because uh, there are trailers and there are, samples online it's gripping you would think how gripping can a story like this be when it's about writing and this type of group obviously you know they're fighting the war with pen and paper as opposed to 
you know, as opposed to, you know, with guns and the makeshift grenades. Right. Uh, and yet it's a very gripping tale. And one, again, that, that shows the danger that our people were in on a regular basis. Right. Um, you know, these were people who were uh, spiritual resistors. Right. Um, and at first blush, that might not seem um, like it would be compelling. But the thing that's so compelling is that the writing is so amazing. This, you know, Abraham Lewin, the diarist that I mentioned a minute, a minute ago, he was writing in his diary in a very personal way. Um, and everything he saw and heard during, continued during the Great Deportation, even on the day his wife of 21 years um, was deported. He's writing in his diary on that day, you know, you know, the, you know total blackness, uh, utter destruction. Basically, you know, she went out in a light dress with my briefcase and, and her stockings. I mean, just the most intimate details. And then he berates himself for not going after her. Um, but he, they have a daughter who he has to stay with, and also he's afraid to die, and he admits that too. This is the kind of really, you don't get that kind of honesty in uh in uh, survivor accounts, survivor accounts are incredibly important, but eyewitness accounts are something completely different. Yeah, this, and this is more as as you're saying, as it happens. I mean, this is, exactly. this, this is this is happening and being documented as it happens, which gives you the complete emotion of the moment and the right. and the immediate situation that has to be faced, as opposed to a survivor. Not to minimize that, looking back years later at what happened during those specific episodes. And now I understand better what you said earlier about the enemy writing your obituary because obviously to the enemy these were major victories when they were able to deport people and separate families and from the perspective of obviously of those who were suffering at the hands of the enemy is a completely different story. And that is one right, that's, that's a great example. I mean, that, that, that says it all. Yeah. I mean, that's a, a, think of it from the perspective of the enemy while at the same time you're... Uh, uh, wondering about what was uh, going on in the hearts and minds of those who were suffering at their hands. Um, Roberta Grossman's with us. She is the director of Who Will Write Our History. Now, uh, we're recommending highly that our listeners see this. H- how's this going to work? When is this officially being released? It's being uh, it's having its theatrical opening in New York on January 18th at the Quad, and it will have a week run. Uh, a regular theatrical week run, and people can get information about that um, on our website, whowillwriteourhistory.com, or they can go to the website of the Quad to find out screening times and to buy tickets. And myself, Sam Cassow, the author of Who Will Write Our History, and the executive producer of the film, Nancy Spielberg, will be uh, doing Q&As on the opening weekend, and those, those screenings where we will be will also be noted on the Quad's web- website. All right. Once that com- is completed, this is going to have some type of uh, North American release. Is it going to be available to people? I know that there's a um, uh, there's something planned uh, coinciding with uh, International Holocaust Remembrance Day. Correct? Yeah, on January 27th, uh, which is International Holocaust Remembrance Day, um, we we in the United States and in Israel we commemorate the the Holocaust for, at Yom Hashoah, which is in April coinciding with the Warsaw Ghetto Uprising. Right. But 127 is the date that Auschwitz was liberated. Right. Um, and the rest of the world commemorates the Holocaust on that day. We are having an unprecedented unprecedented global screening event. At this moment, we have over 200 screenings in more than 40 countries, many of them um, linked up simulta- simultaneously in time. And we have a anchor screening at UNESCO headquarters in Paris. And the uh, post-screening discussion 
uh, as well as a mini uh, a discussion with Nancy Spielberg and myself um, and Sam Kassab during while the UNESCO audience is screening the film will be on Facebook Live, which can be accessed through the film's website. Oh, right. no, through the film's Facebook page. Which I assume is also who will write our history. Uh, yeah, right. I'm, I'm going to have to, uh, to put it up. But yes, if you go to Facebook and put in who will write our history, it will most certainly come to our our Facebook page. All right. Uh, we're highly recommending it, everybody. Check it out. Go to the website, whowillwriteourhistory.com, whowillwriteourhistory.com. The entire schedule that Roberta just mentioned is there on the site, and you can check out uh, when you can uh, go see this starting this coming Friday, January the 18th, whowillwriteourhistory.com. Well worth it. Check out the trailer online. You'll see exactly what I mean. And by the way, I love the fact that the clandestine group called themselves Einig Shabbos. <laughs> Uh, right. re- recognizing how central that is, the, the, the beauty and the joy of Shabbos, how central it is to our tradition, which I thought was really nice. And also it was because the executive committee met, met on the Saturdays. Wow. And also, uh, yes, on Facebook, of course, who will write our history is what you need to right. put in. That's, the, that's how you find the website, so it I mean, was, the Facebook page. So that was their Einig Shabbos, getting together yeah. on Shabbos on t- how to defeat the enemy. Right. <laughs> which is pretty right. amazing. It really right. is amazing. Uh, Roberta, uh, congratulations on this. Good luck with it. I hope it's uh, viewed by thousands and thousands and really appreciated by all the journalists, scholars, community leaders, and all the regular people out there as well. And uh, congratulations, and thanks so much for joining us this morning. Thank you for having me. Who will write our history.com? Go to the site. Share it with your kids. Teachers, tell your students about it. Who will write our history.com? An amazing story led by historian Emanuel Ringelblum and known by the codename Einig Shabbos, a clandestine group of journalists, scholars, and community leaders in the Warsaw Ghetto vowed to defeat Nazi lies and propaganda, not with guns or fists, but with pen and paper. Now for the first time, their story is told in the documentary featuring the voices of uh, Joan Allen and Adrian Brody. The release date is January the 18th, a couple of days from now. Check out who will write our history More coming up. You're listening to a a Tuesday morning edition of JM in the AM as we continue here at the Nahum Siegel Network.
J.M. in the A.M. with Yaakov Shweki. That's called Musica here on a uh, Tuesday morning. 20 minutes after the hour. So uh, earlier, listener Yaakov was wishing Mazel Tov to a whole bunch of wonderful people. And then he called and asked if we could play this one. Ohad with the Rastich at J.M. in the A.M.
מלחמות קשות, רדיפות כואבות, בכל זמן, בכל מקום. עברנו את פרעה, נעבור גם את זה. 
עלילות שקרים, צוררים קשים שרוצים רק להרוס, עברנו את פרות, נעבור גם את זה. אז נצא כולנו יחד לחובות העיר, ניקח אוויר עברנו את פרעה, נעבור גם את זה. השנאה תיפול, הקנאה תחתום, ויגידו אז בקור. עברנו את פרעה, נעבור גם את זה. אז נצא כולנו יחד לחובות מלכים גדולים, מדינות ענק, אימפריות כה גדולות, כמעט שנעלמו, ואנחנו עוד כאן. ככה אלפי שנים, מעטים מורבים, ואין ספר של ניסים. עם ישראל חי, אנחנו עוד כאן. אנחנו עוד Thank you. 
Did we just do a uh, did we just do a seven song set? Oh my gosh. Wow, we just did a seven song set here at JM and the M. Mylach Kong with the Ahafta. You heard Navar done by Simple Liner. Avraim Mohadithani produced a brand new title track from Baruch Levine. By the way, Baruch Levine JM Rewind coming up next. Baruch Levine on JM Rewind coming up next. Uh Eitan Freilich with Hashken Nav Erastich. Listener Yaakov wanted to hear that. That's Ohad. Took that off the Kosher Halftime Show 2017. Some of you probably noticed that. And Muzika, done by Yaakov Shweki, his title track here at JM&AM. My thanks to Roberta Grossman for joining us earlier. Uh, 14 minutes before 9 o'clock Tuesday at JM&AM. Big day today, as we said. JM Rewind features Baruch Levine and the mayor of Englewood, Michael Wilds. Mayor of Englewood, New Jersey, Michael Wilds, will be on JM Rewind as well. Then the live lunch happens at uh, 12 noon. Eastern Time with Avrami. Avrami hosts live lunch starting at 12 noon Eastern Time right here at the Nahum Siegel Network. More coming up. Here's Yitzhak Fuchs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
JM and the AM, Lenny Solomon and Company. I'm Yisrael Anetzachov of Simchat Chaim. Uh, before that, you heard the uh, Yitzchak Fuchs Aleinu. Yoni Z wraps up a Tuesday for us here at JM and the AM. Jam Rewind will feature Rai Baruch Levine. Our conversation about his brand new album and the mayor of Englewood, Michael Wilds, will also be part of our JM Rewind at 9 o'clock. Live Lunch with Avrami starts at 11 a.m. Eastern Time. Keep it here all day long at the Nahum Siegel Network. There you have it. Anima Amin. That's done by Yoni Z. Thanks so much for tuning in. Mazdov going out to the Perlman and Goldman families. Amazing wedding last night. Mazdov to the Perlmans in Brooklyn and to Edie and Rivdavid Goldman, of course, on the Lower East Side. Amazing neighbors of ours. And to Sarah and Nachum Mazal Tov from all of us here at JM in the AM. Also, Mazal Tov to the Steinberg and Dax families last night. Naomi Steinberg, David Dax. They were married. Mazal Tov to uh, Mr. and Mrs. Yoli Steinberg, to Libby and Shlemy Dax. From all of us right here at JM in the AM. Our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at NachumSegal.com. On the NachumSegal Network and, of course, on the beloved NSN app. Wraps up an amazing Tuesday for us here at JM in the AM. Great programming all day long, including my conversation with Baruch Levine next.
JM Rewind with the uh, singer and songwriter and his brand new album, Peduscha. Plus Englewood Mayor Michael Wilds is part of that JM Rewind. <clears throat> Avrami with a live lunch starting at 11 a.m. Eastern Time and plenty more all through the day here at the Nahum Siegel Network. Have a fabulous Tuesday. Till tomorrow, Nahum Siegel reminding you, remember the past, live the present, and trust the future. Yeah.